It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Merry Christmas, Austin, Texas, and Happy New Year. This is Michael Cargill on the Come and Talk Show. Let me tell you, uh, it, I, I'm just in such a great mood here. We're, today, you know, this is a, a, a very different, different show. It's, it's Christmas time. It's the holidays, and it's the time to spend with our families and just enjoy ourselves. And also, I, I think I'm going to, you know, sit by the fireplace if it's cool enough, and I'm going to eat myself into the next year for sure. All right, today we're going to talk about smoking pot plus being a gun owner. Well, apparently in Austin, it kept a man in jail for eight months, and... I, I, I don't understand this case at all. So what I did was I brought in Edwin Walker with the Texas and U.S. Law Shield to kind of break this down for us because it says uh, Stephen Boley is on probation for five years after pleading guilty to owning a gun as a prohibited person. It says Mr. Boley hopes to modify his probation so he can participate in a law that might let him use pot for epilepsy. So... And this story, you, you guys might have remember this story. It, it was a few months back where Mr. Bowley initially was planning some type of massive shooting on his birthday. He wanted to go out in a bang, so to speak. And he had a list of names of people that he was going to kill. And he tried to actually purchase a firearm from us at Central Texas Gunworks. And he was denied uh, from getting that firearm. And he wasn't supposed to be able to purchase a firearm in the first place. And he also lied on the form as well. So now, speed forward, they couldn't get him on those charges. So what they did was they did use a marijuana and firearm charge. All right, so let me bring you guys up to speed just a little bit. So uh, when prosecutors could not prove allegations that an Austin man planned to use his stockpile of guns for an attack on the city's police in April... They pivoted to, to an obscure federal charge that kept the defendant behind bars because of two habits he has. Stephen Bowley shoots guns, and he also smokes pot. Now, the combination of the two is prohibited. And according to a federal statute from 1993, that says it's illegal for users of a controlled substance to own firearm. Now, the frequency with which a person must use a drug to be in violation is not clearly defined. You know, and, and mind you, keep keep this in mind. You know, a lot of places have, you know, it's a classy misdemeanor for a small amount. Um, so that's this is very peculiar to me. And it has been the subject of litigation. And in, in the rare times, the government has invoked the charge. So this is going to be a very interesting case. And I'm curious how other attorneys actually see this. Because um, after pleading guilty to the charge in September, Stephen Boley, who was 50 years old, was sentenced to five years of probation this month. 
Uh, by that point, he had spent eight months in jail, and the probation conditions require that he forfeit the 13 guns that investigators seized from two Austin locations and that he submit to drug testing. And the latter condition could be complicated because a new Texas law that allows a form of marijuana to treat epilepsy, which Bully has had since he was a boy, according to his sister. Now, the California attorney, who is Bruce um, Margolin, who is among the country's preeminent litigators for marijuana law, said he has never, ever seen a case before in which the government Package pot use with gun possession to criminally charge someone. So let's go to Edwin Walker with the Texas and U.S. Law Shield to kind of break this down for us. Edwin, welcome to Common Talk, it, sir. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it is a very unusual case because, you know, the government thought that they had a really good case about him, you know, engaging in some conspiracy or them stopping a potential mass shooting, that sort of thing. Uh, but then whenever the judge uh, felt that the only evidence they had was apparently a slip of paper where he had written down uh, something like, uh, what did he say, Thursday is going to be Holy Thursday, uh, that the judge said, this is ridiculous. You can't make a case on this. You can't, you can't bring a conspiracy case on this. Uh, and then, but we, as we have seen, even with you know, many other types of cases, once the police once the prosecutors get invested in a case, uh, they will leave no stone unturned to try to find some sort of criminal act to pigeonhole their facts into. And that's exactly what happened here. Basically, um, as your listeners may know, it is a disqualification to be able to purchase and possess firearms if you are an unlawful user of an illicit substance or an illegal narcotic. Now, this is uh, perhaps the most vague, ambiguous disqualification in the list of disqualifications because it has no concrete definition. There's no bright line. And in fact, it's exactly this type of vagueness that we always argue about whenever the anti-gun folks come up with new disqualifications. Mm. Whenever they say that we want to put people who are on the no-fly list to be disqualified. We want people who have signed powers of attorney to receive Social Security checks on the disqualified list. That's because the, the reason that those are bad is because there's been no adjudication. There's been no due process mm. to say... You know, uh, you know, to say why somebody's on the no-fly list or why they gave a power of attorney to their child to receive their Social Security check. Um, and it's this vagueness, this absence of due process uh, that we, we always preach against whenever they want to make new restrictions. Well, this restriction, unfortunately, has existed since 1993. Uh, it was part of the war on drugs, mm. and we know what a fantastic success the war on drugs has been. <laughs> Uh, and unfortunately, it catches these gun owners um, because there is no limit. There is no definition. There's no time frame. And the reason they thought they could pursue it is because he had been arrested earlier for DWI, where he tested positive for cannabis, did not test positive for alcohol. And when he was arrested, he was caught with, uh, what was it, 6.7 grams of marijuana, now, that and I just want to—I just want your your listeners to visualize this. There are 28 grams in an ounce 
Okay, and he was caught and prosecuted, uh, you know, for for this felonious federal crime because he had six point seven grams. So we're not talking about him being a drug dealer. We're not talking about him being a you know, drug smuggler or runner or anything like that. We're talking about a man who had, uh, you know, what a, a, a quarter of an ounce, if that. Um, and so that, you know, that that's really the ridiculousness of it, uh, and that's what he argued about. But apparently, um, you know, the government offered him a deal that he couldn't refuse, uh, which <laughs> they oftentimes do because technically. You know, he was caught with marijuana, and he was caught with these firearms, uh, and so he took the plea deal where he'll never be able to own firearms again. Wow. Ed, go ahead. You had a question? Um, so they got him for a DUI. That was just the main first charge, right? Yes. Okay, so – and that was a marijuana in his system, basically, which, as we know, is right, a terrible but they, but they had to dis- Right, but they had to dismiss it because they didn't – uh, the, 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 the DUI technology about convicting somebody due to a narcotic is still very much up in the air. It's not as concrete as it is when you elect somebody has a DWI because of alcohol. Yes. Mm. And, so it, and the judge in the case, you know, he didn't hold any words back to Edwin because the judge, you know, he called it a marijuana-induced gibberish. Gibberish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the judge, I think that I think that was also telling you, and which, you know, maybe he escaped prosecution for a much more severe charge. Uh, but clearly the judge thought that he, he uh, you know, engaged in this marijuana-induced gibberish. And, um, you know, that was enough, I guess, to convince his lawyers, hey, you know, if all they got to prove is that you possess guns, that's pretty easy. You had them on you. You know, you had them in your apartment or your storage bin where you were the only person that had access to it. Uh, and you were a quote-unquote unlawful user of a narcotic, which marijuana still a narcotic under federal law. Um, <laughs> they, you know, that, that with, you know, those two facts together, it was going to be a very difficult case to win. So what we have to look at is the, the poorly way the law is written – and obviously the aggressive way that the uh, U.S. attorneys prosecuted this case. Wow. And and just to remind people, the, the ATF's 4473, which was revised back in October 2016, which uh, all gun stores had to start using in January 2017, there's a, a box on there. It's a uh, question – well, it's 11, uh, section 11, and it's going to be E – that says that are you an unlawful user of or addicted to a marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? And then it says warning. This is in bold. It says the use of, I'm sorry, the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal, medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. And so they actually made changes to the 4473 to add that bold wording in there. Yes, and uh, obviously, you know, another big story that's very similar to this is the fact that Hawaii has now cross-referenced their gun registry with their medical marijuana registry. 
and they sent out letters demanding that people who were on both lists send in their firearms. We're coming up to the end of that 30 days that they gave them, aren't we? I believe so. It's going to be very interesting to see if they actually follow through, and I have no doubt that they will. I don't think that they're altruistic and are going to say, well, you know, we, we feel sorry for these people. We're going to I, Hawaii is one of those states. Hawaii is one of those 10 states that have terrible gun laws and terrible gun policy. And they are, I have no doubt they're going to go after them. And once California sees how, quote unquote, successful Hawaii is, I have no doubt they're going to cross reference their lists as well. And so I think you're going to see a lot of upset gun owners in California. Wow. Man, that's just, that's crazy. And just so people understand, the original threat, what put this guy, Stephen Boley, on the the radar for the, uh, the federal government was the Holy Thursday threat. And it said that federal and local authorities arrested Boley on April the 12th, a day before they say, according to an informant, he planned to celebrate his 50th birthday by shooting police because he was upset about a drunken driving arrest in which his blood test came back negative for alcohol. A search of the St. John's Avenue home where Bowley was living netted three firearms and a hundred and I'm sorry, one thousand one hundred ten ten bullets, which is really not that much. Us, no, uh, that's <laughs> a day at the range right there. That's not well, even. That, that's what I was thinking. I mean, that's what twenty boxes. Right, one thousand one hundred and ten bullets. Right, ten uh, eleven boxes of a hundred rounds. Um, yes, not that much at all. And then it says a subsequent search of a South Austin storage unit rented to Bully discovered ten more guns. Uh, all rifles, and then in the home, authorities say they found 6.3 grams of marijuana along with a note that read, the great miracle will take place at 8.30 a.m. on Holy Thursday. That's a personal use amount. <laughs> what, uh, 6.3 grams? Yeah. I that? may or may not have friends that smoke that in three days. Three days? No, it, it, it's a very small amount. Um, and which this, you know, people are going to look at this and they're going to say, well, he was a nut job. You know, the law did its, did its work. It was a good job, but you have to look at this in the abstract and this kind you know, this is a very bad, uh, uh, coalescence of bad drug laws and bad gun laws. And so if we just look past this because of this, the character of this particular individual involved, um, it is not going to be very long before good people are caught up in this type of enforcement. Hmm. Yeah, and this, is, it's, this goes along the same lines of, you know, some other things like traveling within a thousand feet of a school zone. You know, there's a federal law there that federal authorities can use. And I kind of I remind people that, you know, if you don't have a handgun license in the state that you live in and you're traveling within a thousand feet of a school, then the federal authorities can use that law to actually, you know, arrest you. And, 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 you know, on something maybe they want you for something else, but they'll use that. Does that apply to people that live right across from a school? They can't own a. Well, the exception to the law is going to be if you live within a thousand feet or you have a handgun license from the state that you live in, then there's some other exceptions also. Yeah. And the living one, though, the living one, though, you have to remember it's on your property. So the minute you carry it off your property, boom, they can get you. Mm. Um, now, where this is really going to where where I would say that there is fertile ground for this being enforced 
are all the states that are now constitutional carry, where you don't have to have a license. Um, pretty much everybody who's going to be carrying, uh, you know, let's take Arizona, for example. Arizona, you know, the constitutional carry, the only reason they have still have their license is because they want their citizens to enjoy reciprocity with other states. Um, so there's not, you know, there's not a huge incentive in Arizona to get your license. Uh, but, uh, you know, so if everybody in Arizona is carrying it, if Arizona is anything like the big cities here in Texas, it's you're really hard pressed to not come within a thousand feet of a school during uh, any trip to the grocery store. All right. We're talking with Edwin Walker with Texas and U.S. Law Shill. And we're talking about smoking pot plus being a gun owner. It kept one Austin man in jail for eight months. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Merry Christmas, Austin, Texas. I tell you, the live music capital of the world. This is a beautiful time of year. It's actually pretty warm today. It's not as cold. Uh, It's actually pretty surprised. Went out to the gun range, shot a couple rounds of range. Had a class of about, I don't know, about 20 people. It was beautiful out today. So it, it was definitely great. I hope everyone's enjoying their the holiday season, enjoying their time off. I hope you're trying to get the, the last-minute gifts in uh, before the big day. I hope you can make it. Uh, I definitely am hoping I can make it. I've got some shopping to do as well. I do too. <laughs> yeah, for everybody. I, I actually deliver gifts to that. I give gifts to all of my delivery drivers, you know, FedEx Ground, FedEx Express, UPS, USPS, Lone Star Overnight, and we have a courier. Uh, that actually deliver stuff to us. So we try to get, you know, all of those and then all all the employees. So I actually have a, a lot, lot of shopping to do. You're just not going to be bump, stop, bump stock Oprah this year for Christmas? <laughs> you get a bump stock. You get a bump <laughs> stock. I tried, but I couldn't get any bump stocks, <laughs> unfortunately. All right. So, uh, so Edwin, did you hear this, uh, this case? And well, to hear what's going on in Chicago where the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, wants to bring in uh, uh, UN officials into Chicago to police the city. And and, and you, you're saying something about that. Yeah, they just need to enact constitutional carry in Illinois. And then... Well, for one, that's not even boom. constitutional to do. Yeah, they, it would sound like to me they just need to, yeah, allow citizens to protect themselves and, and carry. And then that'll, that'll take care of that. The good guys can have a gun. Criminals already have them. They're already carrying them. Yeah, we need to pass that concealed carry reciprocity also. Uh, and, and Yeah, it... Go ahead, Edwin. Oh, no, I was just going to say that that it, it, this is clearly just a, a, a publicity stunt uh, because, you know, something like that would something like that, I think, can only be done by the United States government. Uh, further, I don't even know if the United States government has authority to do that. I think it would violate uh, the sovereignty of the United States to allow something like that. So clearly he's just, you know, he might as well have said, you know, we want Martians to come down and patrol the streets of Chicago. Mm. Uh, It's just, it's just, he's just being ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. And the thing about it is, is that 
in the event that there were a process to do that, I would think that the first step in the process would be to say the only reason the U.N. has to go into Chicago is because of the incompetence of mm. the city of Chicago administration. Therefore, they must be removed before the U.N. could ever do such a thing. Yeah, because if, you, if you're going to bring in U.N. Of officials or a U.N. United Nations military or, or forces, then you're right. We need to remove the government of Chicago and remove them. Yes, they, yeah, they've clearly declared themselves incompetent to take care of their own house. Wow. Yeah, that, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I just don't understand that at all. But yeah. people don't get to vote on if even vote on it if they want the U.N. to come in? No, I don't think that the – I don't I, – I, your country has to be in such disarray <laughs> that there is no central government before and, the U.N. can come in. And under no circumstances should we allow United Nations uh, – we have the strongest military on this planet, and there's no reason why we should allow U.N. troops on U.S. soil at all. No. And the thing about it is, is that the, the city of Chicago obviously is the tail that wags the dog in the state of Illinois. But he, he would definitely also – not only is he stamp, you know, trying to trample on the authority of the United States government, uh, but he's also attempting to trample on the authority of the state of, uh, the state of, of Illinois. Mm. I mean the thing about it is, is that cities don't exist as independent fiefdoms. Uh, they exist. They only have the political authority that a state will give them. The state is the ultimate sovereign, and of course the United States is the collection of these sovereigns, uh, but the state of Illinois is the one that has ultimate you know, authority, ultimate sovereignty over the city of Chicago. Uh, I can't believe the governor would even sit by and allow uh, a mayor of a city within his state to say something like that. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, what, what's going on. Um, Skip Davis, who's actually an attorney in here in, here in Austin, uh, going back to the uh, uh, Mr. Bowley, Stephen Bowley, he said the issue was not that the fellow was a pot smoker. He said there's, there's some other issues going on there. And you're, you're right, Skip. You know, it wasn't that's just the only charge that they can grab him on and make stick was the, the pot and the firearms charge. In the press Correct. Which, you know, there's an adage in the law, bad facts make bad law. And this is sort of an example of this. Uh, you know, I'm sure if you asked 100 people, uh, is the defendant in this case a bad person who probably should not own firearms, nine out of 10 are probably going to say yes. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that the way that they applied the law to this individual, it could equally be applied to. Uh, a person that the you'd get the exact opposite ratio in that survey, um, and like I said, this is I guess this will get real attention uh, for everyday Americans whenever somebody quote unquote nice is prosecuted um, in the same way. Mm. And then also Mike D says uh, they make any combo of drugs and guns in your vehicle a way more serious issue. He says even if you are not using drugs nor the guns, just for Having either of those in the same vehicle, it's big charges and outrageous violations of our freedoms. Uh, so, so Edwin, what would be the charge for someone who doesn't have a license, who actually has a handgun in the vehicle, um, and they have, uh, you know, some pot? Is that a firearms charge? Yeah, well, it would be a charge of unlawful carry. It would be a Class A misdemeanor under 46.02. Okay. Now, what about a lung gun? What if they had an AR-15? In the vehicle, would long that, gun, no charge at all. They would just be charged with the underlying criminal violation. 
Now, if they had a handgun license and they had a handgun in the vehicle, then what would be the difference? If they had a handgun license um, and they were not committing a crime involving the actual use of the firearm, uh, then uh, the only the only underlying criminal violation that could possibly get them in trouble would be a DWI. Mm. So if they were arrested for possession of marijuana or evading arrest or something like that, and they had a license, uh, there is not a con- there is not a, a concurrent criminal charge regarding the handgun that could be charged against them. The only one that would bring that in is a DWI because it is also a violation of. Penal Code 46035, that one could not be intoxicated while in possession of their handgun uh, carried pursuant to their license. I know, because a lot of people, they have these questions about, you know, smoking pot and and firearms, and especially since, you know, things seem to be changing a little bit. I, some of the states are trying to decriminalize and legalize marijuana, but then you always have the, the federal side. Well, the federal government says... Well, no, it's still on the list. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is the really nefarious thing about it is because take because you are seeing it in your more politically liberal states that they are legalizing marijuana, um, and California is a perfect example. So California will say, hey, you know, feds, back off. You know, we want our people to be able to recreationally use marijuana. But then, of course, they'll turn around and use the federal law against their own citizens who also happen to enjoy possessing firearms. And so it's a bit hypocritical, but I have no doubt they will do it. And the thing about it is, is that I know that we're all familiar with the anti-gun folks saying, we just want common sense gun laws. Nobody wants to take away your guns. Yeah, common sense gun laws. (laughs) That's what they like to say. And that that isn't... that is a hundred percent false. <laughs> they do want to take your guns. What they want to do is they want to pass these quote unquote common sense gun laws, and then when you violate one of their quote unquote common sense gun laws, guess what their first remedy is? Aha! You don't get to have guns anymore. And so it's like you know the old colloquialism: the greatest lie that the devil ever told was to convince the world that he didn't exist. Well, the greatest lie of the anti-gun folks is to convince the world that they're not coming after your guns because they absolutely are coming after your guns. <laughs> uh, now, Skip is saying smoking pot plus having your license to carry handgun equals a POM and possible loss of, of your handgun license. POM, POM. Possession of marijuana. Okay. That's correct. If you're convicted of a possession of marijuana, that is a Class B or Class A. Um, you could be convicted of, you know, potential manufacturing delivery if you had over four ounces, which would then be up in the state jail felony territory, uh, where if you were convicted of that, you would even lose your right to possess guns. So don't ever get put yourself in that position. And also, uh, you don't ever want to, uh, if you do believe you're fixing to be caught with marijuana, you may ultimately have to make a very, very tough decision uh, to either allow yourself to be caught with a Class B or Class A misdemeanor amount, uh, which is certainly preferable to attempting to destroy your marijuana, which then puts you in line for a tampering with evidence charge, which would be a felony and mm. cause you to lose all your gun rights. So, so don't swallow. You, they say so. Don't swallow your weed. Correct. Don't eat your weed, <laughs> or at least don't get caught eating your weed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Good I advice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's that's actually news to me. Okay. Yes. The the police love pulling baggies of marijuana out of people's mouths. Mm.
Don't bite off more than you can chew and swallow. <laughs> Don't swallow the bag. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And then uh, there was a, remember the case of the, the lady that actually was hiding a, a pistol? Oh, a gun up her, uh, yeah. Lady bits? Lady bits. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Lady bits. Exactly. Uh, I tell you. It's, Hope it was a Glock. She wanted to use it. After. Hope it wasn't a high point. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Man, I tell you, Edwin, that, that, that's I think a, it was a Bursa. Was it Bursa? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I don't even to think about that. It was really horrible. <laughs> oh, man. A Bursa Thunder. Okay. All right. So we're talking about smoking pot plus gun owner uh, who was kept in Austin jail for about eight months uh, with Edwin. And I, I tell you, Edwin, it's always great to have you on the show and to break this stuff down for us. And uh, it, I don't know what it is about the, the marijuana thing, but hopefully one of these days we'll get this really worked out where, you know, the state law will get it all decriminalized and where it's really not an issue. And then hopefully on the federal side, maybe, you know, sometime while uh, Trump is in office, you know, maybe we'll be able to come up with something with that as well. But let me ask you this well, before I let you go, Edwin, the, sure. con- the concealed care reciprocity bill. Where's that standing right now? Because a lot of people are asking about that as well. Yeah, well, it is, uh, you know, it's passed the House, and it has now been assigned to a Senate committee, and the Senate committee will make a recommendation, and then it'll be voted on by the entire Senate. So it has, it has cleared the House, and, you know, just like I'm sure everybody's been paying attention to the tax bill, you know, to the tax bill that's passed in the last week. So once it clears one chamber, it has to go to the other chamber. They will, uh, and now that they've revi- they've added the the NICS background check you know, information rec- reporting requirement law to it, it makes it a little more complex. So if there's a difference between the version that the Senate passes, if they get an opportunity to vote on it, pass it, uh, and then it'll be you know it'll be uh, 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 it'll be you know, rectified with the House version. Um, and then it will go to the president. So uh, we may see that uh, right after the first of the year. So you think after the first of the year, there's a possibility that can get passed? Um, I think so. I mean, I know that they were rushing to pass the tax break before the Christmas holiday, and I don't think that they're going to reconvene until after the first of the year. But when does the next Congress, go? when, when do the new people get sworn in? Well, there is no. Well, there are. Uh, the only new person is going to be um, you from, know, from Alabama. From Alabama. Oh, okay. Uh, but otherwise, it's not. You know, new. We're still in the. Uh, I forgot what number it is, but we're still in the congressional session that began the January of 2017. Ah, okay, okay. All and right. then the next congressional session will start after the fall, uh, the November 2018 elections. Okay, because I was under the impression that we really had just a few days before the end of this year. They were going to go on their little Christmas break, and then we're going to have to start all over from scratch again. No, 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 no. Okay, well, that's good That's good to know. Yes. All right, well, there's still hope. So we still have time to contact our U.S. Senator, uh, Senator John Cornyn, and also Ted Cruz in Texas, and say, hey, come on, let's get this passed. Let's get this done. Because we just need the Senate to do their bit, and hopefully it doesn't have to get sent back to the House or a conference committee or anything like that, and we can get it sent to the president's desk and get it signed. We shall see. All right. All right, awesome. Man, I tell you what, thank you, Edwin. I really appreciate you uh, calling in and, and spending your evening with us. I hope you get a chance to eat some dinner. hope you're having a great Christmas, um, and I hope you have a happy new year as well. Thanks, Edwin. Merry Christmas. 
Christmas. Yes, Mike, Merry, Merry Christmas to y'all, and Happy New Year to y'all as well. Absolutely. All right. And that was Edwin Walker with Texas and U.S. Law Shield talking about pot, also talking about firearms, bringing all that stuff together and, and making sure that we all do the right thing this holiday season. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. This is Mosh Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Welcome back to Come and Talk it. And now here's Michael Cargill. Oh, yeah, we're dreaming of a white Christmas, dreaming of something over here. <laughs> very white Christmas. A very white Christmas. All right, so we're talking with now Danny Sesam with the uh, Crypto Show. We're talk- We're going to change gears a little bit and talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about Litecoin, uh, some Ethereum. Let's talk about Dash. Oh, you want to talk yeah. Dash, huh? Oh, yeah. Because Crypto Show, they love some Dash. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he-, he was a little excited over here. He came to my house this morning. And we're working out, and he's like, yeah, 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 Dash, the crypto show. They love Dash. I said, well, I, let's call the crypto show, and let's, let's see if we can get somebody on the air. With yeah, us. I love Dash. You love Dash, too, huh? Yeah, it went up like $600 in sounds the past like week. Salt. just sounds like salt to me. I don't know. They got salt, too. I got a, I got a little bit of salt. There's a salt coin? Oh, <laughs> Some pepper? <laughs> you got pepper coin? We're not going to go there. All right, well, Danny, <laughs> welcome to Come and Talk and Show. Oh, thanks. All right, so where, where are you right now, Danny? Uh, I'm in Laredo, about to cross the border and head down to Metatep, Mexico. Nice. You go Metatep that. I like that. I'm going to Metatep that down there. Yeah, go Metatep uh, <laughs> that down there. All right. Is it warm for you down yeah. there in Laredo? Uh, yeah. It's Is not it? bad. Yeah, it was, it was eight, a beautiful eight, day down here today. Yeah, because it was 80 degrees here in Austin today. The sun came out. It's beautiful. Went Perfect out to, day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, same here. But this show is going to air on on Christmas Eve, so we wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, by the way. Um, but what's going on with with Coinbase? Because something happened yesterday, or th- you know, something happened this week with Coinbase, where I was trying to receive Bitcoin from my customers, and it, the transaction wasn't going through. It was just some craziness. And 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 another thing is, every time something happens where there's a spike or there's a drop, or there's a lot of traffic, all of a sudden, they always have some type of problems. Yeah, you can count on a service well, outage anytime it, the it, price jumps yeah. or drops. Well, anytime this price jumps up, they're going to, uh, you know, service is going to be out so that they don't lose their ass on the coins. And, and, but, and, and uh, I'm calling it, scam. It's you know, got, there's a scam somewhere going on. Sure. My, I mean, the last time I used Coinbase, uh, I sold one Bitcoin. And it took 49 days for that transaction to finally clear. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And I haven't used them since. The only thing I even use Coinbase for whatsoever is to to uh, load to my shift card so I can uh, use my debit card if I need to. And that's only if I have to. Wow. Okay. So so, you know, so what so what's going on? What do you, what do you think? Because now I think they're under investigation, right? Uh, I think they're investigating uh, themselves at least for now. Oh, God. Oh, allow ourselves to investigate ourselves. <laughs> we came to investigate ourselves, and we found— It'll be really thorough. We found— We promise. We, we did nothing wrong. Well, wh- oh, I wow. guess 
here's what happened. The take that I, I get from what went down. So apparently uh, Coinbase actually acknowledged Bitcoin Cash. And so they released Bitcoin Cash. And when he did that, apparently a lot of their employees went and purchased Bitcoin Cash. Well, they did it before they actually rolled it out on the app. So before it was on the app, their employees actually purchased it. I, you know, that smell a rat. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Is that not insider I, trading? I would guess so. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I stay as far away from Coinbase as I can unless I absolutely have to. And besides that, you know, they're they're reporting everything in the world on you. So, you know, you might as well just be uh, uh, transacting with the IRS instead. So, you know. so what do you recommend, there's, there's, Danny? Yeah, what Instead do you, of uh, ATMs, ATMs, local, uh, you know, local bitcoins uh, with your friends uh, in in San Antonio. There's a fantastic place called uh, LOL Liquors, and they'll take care of you and on everything. Um, actually, uh, I just received a new ATM today, and we'll be putting it in at uh, All About Vapor up there uh, next to In-N-Out Burgers on Airport Boulevard. And mm -hmm. this one will carry Dash and Bitcoin. So oh, wow. you'll be able to purchase Dash or Bitcoin there. Do you think, uh, do you have anything that just, three more? do you have anything that does Dash only? <clears throat> a machine? It, ATM? Well, the machine, the machine is branded Dash. It's a big, big Dash letters across it and then a little tiny Bitcoin on the side. Okay. So you can buy Bitcoin or Dash, but it's a Dash machine. Can you turn the Bitcoin option off and just do the Dash? Oh, yeah, if I load it that way. Uh, I have one in Denver that I've done that way. Yeah, because uh, I just didn't put, didn't put any Bitcoin on it. Because I'd like to try that into, in the shop there. Because we already have the Bitcoin ATM, but we don't have you know, okay. any, anything else. Well let's, well, let's put one in there then because I've, I've got three more coming. Yeah, so we can do, you know, turn off the Bitcoin option and just do the Dash option. See, that's how deals are made right there. Yeah, yeah you're going to learn today. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah the, when, when, you're, when your transaction fees are under a penny, uh, you know, for no matter how much you're sending, right? That's a pretty good deal. Is you that know, the fee for instant, Dash? Instant confirmations, it, you know. So, all right, all right. So, Danny, tell me, um, what do you tell people that don't know anything about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, and they actually want to get, um, they want to start purchasing cryptocurrency? What do you tell a beginner? Uh, I would say go go to a local Bitcoin meetup and meet some of the guys there and let them show you how to download a wallet and sell you a little bit of their own Bitcoin. Normally, there you know there's more than enough people at a Bitcoin meetup that are that are willing to help you, uh, and then they'll point you in the right direction. I mean, if you want to use Coinbase, like I said, get you a shift card and only put enough on there to to supply your shift card. I I really wouldn't do a lot of business with Coinbase because it's, it's just too iffy. Mm. Whether, you know, like when I sold one, I sold it at a, a certain price. And by the time I received the cash for it, the Bitcoin had already doubled. I'm like, well, hey, why don't you, why don't you pay me that double price? You're just now giving me the, the Bitcoin 49 days later. Why don't you give it to me at that price instead? Mm. So, so you're saying they're, they're kind of, <clears throat> they're stealing money on the back end there a little bit. I guess so. Hmm. Okay. All right. And what would you tell people? Uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go to meet local meetups. Uh, have you, ever, you been, have you ever been to the local meetup groups at all? Not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's several of them. Uh, they're they're great. Uh, you can use uh, Coin ATM. You know, Coin ATM radar. Uh, 
and that'll that'll show you where all the ATMs are. I, I know. Tell you, I tell you what I want to do, Danny. Them, I think, what like I want to five in town. Some of them don't work, but you know, what <laughs> so I didn't miss. What I want to do is on in January, I like to get a group of people together to come to the tag meeting to you know talk to tag Texas for Accountable Government um, <clears throat> about cryptocurrency and what you know. Kind of do like okay. a kind of do like a, a Bitcoin meetup, but for tag, you know, right. kind of break it down for us. Give us a presentation, you know, tell people about it or whatever and, and motivate them to get back into the swing of things with it. Uh, because the more people, the more people start using it, the more people start purchasing, uh, the better it is. And the more we can, you know, the more things we can do with it. Are you uh, are you still having those at Mr. Tramps? No, we're going to have it at for January. We're going to have it at um at my gun store, Central Texas Gunworks. So we'll have it there. And it's oh, going to okay, be the good. it'll be the last Thursday, I'm sorry, the the fourth Thursday of the month. So it's actually going to be well, yeah, January 25th. So it's going to be January 25th um at Central Texas Gunworks. And so it'd be nice to have, you know, hopefully you're in town, you know, I really need you in town yeah. to maybe get as many people as we possibly can together. Uh, to you know, talk about you know cryptocurrency because by January twenty fifth things should be popping hard because oh, yeah. you know everyone's yeah. back. I, you know, when for for Dash, one of the reasons why Dash keeps going up so steadily uh, over over some of the other alts is because of its funding model. You know, you, like right right now at the current price, you've got almost ten million dollars per month for uh, development and advertising and things like that for the you know, on the proposal system, which is how I'm paid. And that's how I'm able to come down here to Mexico and, and help people rebuild their houses. And while I'm down here, part of that money pays for me to, to uh, make connections with the Mexican businesses, uh, like the exchanges and different options where we can get acceptance of Dash. And, and what, what our goal is right now is to try to get people to use Dash or cryptocurrency to send their money home from the U.S. to Mexico to avoid having to, you know, use Western Union, which, you know, they, they said they're going to raise the prices on Western Union, and this is how they're going to build the wall. They're going to make Mexico pay for it. Well, you know, people all over the world are using Western Union from from the U.S., so it's not just Mexico that's paying for this wall. It's, you know, South America, Africa. It's all over the place. Mm. And, and I see, you know, I see a lot of different people actually come into the, the gun store and they go into the ATM, they're buying, they're selling uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I'm seeing people from different walks of life do this. I see, uh, I guess on the good or bad side, I, do, I see people from, I'm not going to say, but all different walks of life come in. You kind of, you know, you can just kind of figure out, oh, what that person does or what this person does. And they're using, oh, yeah. they're using cryptocurrency for their, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, when they had it in, in the Brave New Books, when we were doing the radio show out of there, uh, people were coming down there all the time trying to get Bitcoin. And, and you could pretty much tell whether it was somebody trying to pay for an ad at the back page. Or right. Sort of an online uh, marketplace, whatever they're getting. I don't know. That, right. That's not my business. But, uh, you, you, you could kind of get the feel for what they were doing. Oh, OK. Yeah, you, you really can. <laughs> you can tell when they yeah. walk in. But you know, the, that's not all, not always. Most of the time, it's just somebody wanting to get into cryptocurrency. Yeah. And then, and then you know, I, a lot of people will come in, and I've, I've seen a couple people come in and meet someone, you know, 
and and purchase or sell Bitcoin inside the store because it's right. a safe place to do it. Um, yeah, I've uh, man, and not even just Bitcoin. I've seen uh, we've had a lot of people do it for other things too. Like if they're selling something on Craigslist, they actually come into the gun store yeah. to uh, you know to trade that item because the gun store is a little safe place to do that transaction. So which, which yeah, we're finding that's a great idea. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, because we don't care. You know, as long as you don't, you know, disrupt, you know, be disruptive or anything like that, we don't care what you do. So it's it's yeah, potential like, customers. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely come on in and trade Bitcoin, you know, with each other, you know, or or, or any yeah. other items, swap any other items or whatever, except for except for firearms. Don't do that inside the building. I'll do that in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to say about cryptocurrency? What you know, Dash, what are some other things that you, you like? Yeah, I want to go back to Dash. Danny, I didn't know this, but you said it was a matter of pennies to send it? Uh, less than a penny. Less than they one penny. Actually, on one of, one, of the, one of the recent upgrades, they actually reduced the fees by 10x. Yeah, because Bitcoin was, fees right now to, to transfer be, Bitcoin is about $30. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably why Bitcoin Cash is going so crazy. Yeah, that's uh, uh, just maybe 20 or 30 cents, right? Or something like that. I like Bitcoin Cash. Um, I like Roger's a friend of mine, so I just kind of, <laughs> I trust him. And who's hopefully, Ro who's hopefully Roger? It works out. Who's Roger? Roger Ver. He's the one that created Roger Bitcoin Cash? Ver. No, he's not the creator of it, but he's in on it. It's actually... Uh, was it Rick Falving, uh, Craig Wright, the guy who's supposed to be Satoshi, and you know a few others are, are the the developers of Bitcoin Cash. And uh, when Craig Wright made his speech, uh, his his first initial speech, you know he warned that something was coming and this is it. Uh, so the in-chain company, which is uh, Craig Wright, John Matonis, and and a few others, are the ones that came up with Bitcoin Cash. Wow. And, uh, you know, like Roger's always saying, this is this is the original version uh, vision that Satoshi had, that you would have a, a cheap payment system that's available to anybody. And uh, it's it's proving to be that. All right. We're talking with Danny Sesum with the Crypto Show. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about this holiday season. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, we're in a happy new year also. And uh, hopefully in January of 2018, you're going to get involved in the cryptocurrency, get on that bandwagon and get yourself some Bitcoin, get yourself some Dash, some Litecoin, some Ethereum, and, and definitely come on to the gun store and buy yourself a gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone out there. Hope you enjoy yourself this holiday season. Um, now, Skip Davis says, and hence, that is the problem with Bitcoin. He says it's too volatile. Zach, he says the value swings widely, almost too much to do business. 
its value has increased 1,500% in 90 days. Deals made 90 days ago are no longer worthwhile and efficient. Breaches of contract will follow. That's doing business Trump style, he says. What do you have to say to Skip? Mm. Hey, I just hold on to mine. <laughs> I don't have any, but, you know. And, and see, what you're, Skip, what you're seeing is you're seeing this is um, – you're, you're seeing people that are getting into the cryptocurrency who are like uh, – big money makers and they're dumping a lot of money into it and the system is actually correcting itself uh and you were talking about you know the different sales that people have scheduled so tell us about that you know how once it gets to a certain price some people have already oh yeah order books so looking at the order book uh, you can't do it on coinbase you cannot uh so what is the order book yeah other exchanges have order books kind of like the stock market basically you can say, you can put in an order, like right now, Bitcoin is about $16,500. I can put in an order and say, I want to buy one Bitcoin when and if it hits $1,600. And then that order is in the order book and it's just waiting to be executed. And so you can, you can Bitcoin sit there and, hits that price. and so you can sit there and look at the order books and you can see who's waiting to purchase and what they're waiting to purchase. You, well, you yeah, don't know you who, but you see the amount. I'm sorry, Correct. not who, but the amount. Uh -huh. And also, you know, the amounts that people are w waiting to sell. Yep, you can see on the other end as well, both ends of the spectrum there. Right. So you can you can see all that stuff so you know that hey, okay, well as soon as it hits, we already know just by looking at the order book right now that as soon as it hits 20 grand, then there's going to be a drop. It's going to be hard to uh, to achieve over the twenty grand mark because so many people are, are scheduling to sell or purchase or whatever at that mark. Mm -hmm. yeah, actually, you, to actually to actually sell. Yeah, just to sell. You can't put in a buy order for a higher amount than it is. Right. So it's all the people who are just basically shopping at that time, mm. who you know hear that it's about to hit twenty grand, and you know, it's those people that are going to have to make a push for the order book to actually uh, get cleared of that amount and for it to go over. Right. So it has nothing to do with about, you know, Trump style or anything. It has something to do with, you know, you know, the different orders that are out there. People waiting on, you know, the cryptocurrency to hit a certain amount so they can, you know, sell. And when that happens, the price will fluctuate. You know, so it will drop down once those orders are fulfilled. And then, you know, when it does drop down, there are people that are waiting to purchase. So then it goes back up. That's what it does. So once you understand that, then you understand how the Bitcoin actually works. Yeah, and those people who buy around 20 grand are not going to put in an order to sell. They're a lot less likely to. So you're not going to have that 20 grand sale uh, put into the order book by that person. So right. the new buyers are much more likely to hold on to it in anticipation that it's going to keep going up. All right. So, let me, uh, Danny, you there? I think he may have stepped away from the from the call a little bit. So we'll, as soon as he gets back on, we'll have him come back in. Because I'm curious what Danny thinks over at the crypto show about that and order books and how all that stuff works as well. Because there are so many different exchanges. There's not just Coinbase. That is a big one. But there are so many other ones. And there unfortunately, are, on Coinbase, you know, you can't schedule anything. Well, Coinbase, uh, it goes off the GDAX exchange. It's called GDAX. Um, and you can put your orders on the actual GDAX, but just not on the Coinbase app. 
you have to sign up for the GDAX uh, exchange. Hmm. Okay. But like Danny was saying, they are basically Coinbase in a way. So uh, he recommends going to something else for right. an exchange. I like Hit BTC. What is that? It's another exchange. They have a lot of other altcoins. That's alternative coin, all the smaller ones. Yeah. And there's even a bigger coin that's called, well, it's more expensive, called 42 coin. There are only 42 of them. And right now I think they're about 50 grand each. Mm. Yeah, I, I still actually have blockchain. Blockchain? Mm -hmm. Good. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so many that I just don't log into. I don't, don't take a look at because we've switched so much. Yeah, so huh, that's good. You gotta keep track of that. Are you gonna gonna get in, involved into it once I have the money? <laughs> <laughs> we have to start paying you in Bitcoin. Some of us are at the beginning of the career and don't have the money to invest yet. Get to work. I'm working. Work harder and longer. <laughs> Crack that whip. I hope that and Skip. I hope that answers your question about uh, what you're saying there uh, about it being so volatile. You know that way that ex kind of explains it right now. You know, you have people that are, you know, that are getting in on the bandwagon and they actually have a lot of money and they're purchasing a lot. So that's actually driving the price up. And people, when people sell, that drives the price back down. So, and then it, it will adjust itself. You know, so that's just what it is. That's why we're seeing those spikes right now. And 20000 is going to be hard to achieve. But once we achieve that 20000 it's going to settle down a little bit and then it's going to continue to grow after that. I'm definitely convinced about that. Good. <laughs> You're not saying nothing, are you? <laughs> Why'd you say anything? They got close to twenty grand last weekend. It did. It hit nineteen thousand nine hundred or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when we were on the show, I think it yeah. was three hundred dollars away or something like that. Right. You've been real quiet about it. There's <laughs> a lot to say. <laughs> You've been real quiet right now. I'm diversifying. <laughs> Going into the altcoins. Are you? Which uh, ones? Uh, I like Dash. All right. That's probably one of my favorites. Talk also, about, Verge. What is Verge? Uh, it's much cheaper coin. You know, you got to buy it by the thousand. You, but, oh, you have to buy it by the thousand? Well, you don't have to, but if you, you know, you don't want to buy one, what is it, 15 cent coin, and it goes up to 25 cents. Ooh, you made a dime. <laughs> got to buy a few of them. But that's all where it starts, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ryan, you can get a Verge. Because Bitcoin cash. Under a dollar. Started all the tiny coins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get some hemp coin. I bought some of that at 15 cents. Now it's 25 cents. I mean, it's going to come. Ripple. I bought that. I think, well, the, uh, the, the problem with some of these coins, some of these coins are actually going to start going away, I think. Going away? Where are they going to go? I don't know. I think they're going to go away. Where are they going to go? I think they're just going to, we're going to get rid of them and then we're going to stick to, you know, the few coins. You think there's going to be one dominant coin? I well, don't think there's going to be. There there's is not gonna one be right one. now. Bitcoin. Long term. I don't think there's going to be one dominant one, but I do think that, you know, people are going to stick with, you know, a particular one. But few. Maybe. Few. Few. Yeah. Maybe Dash has gone way up. It's right. gone up. So, uh, so, Danny, let me put this question to you. Uh, Skip Davis, who's an attorney here in Austin, he was saying that um, Bitcoin is really volatile. And and so in the last 90 days, he's, seeing, he's comparing it to like the Trump style of doing business. And what we were explaining to him was, you know, their order books and how that stuff works uh, with people having orders out there and waiting for uh, Bitcoin to or whatever cryptocurrency to hit a certain amount, you know, to actually purchase, which affects, you know, the price of the coin and stuff like that and how it jumps up or goes down or whatever. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's pretty volatile. 
not to mention the uh, the people that are working on it you know bitcoin core uh whenever you're dealing with a lot of those people they seem they seem to be uh, a little bit angry all the time if you're commenting and or, or if you like a certain other coin in their bitcoin maximalist or whatever they'll attack you and call you dirty names and all kinds of stuff so I mean, honestly, I don't even really hold that much Bitcoin. I'm I'm mostly invested in Dash and Bitcoin Cash and other and other things like that because Bitcoin is so volatile. And see, and I actually haven't had a chance to talk with people in the uh, in the Bitcoin community here in Austin in, in quite a while. In a few years, as a matter of fact, since we had the the very first conference. After that first mm -hmm. conference, I haven't really. I, I think I went to maybe the second conference, and then that was it. I haven't been back out. And really chatted with people, so I actually need to get back to the Bitcoin meetup groups myself, and yeah. start you know start talking with people. And I hope that you know work I'll get a chance to work with you, so we can bring people to the Texas for Accountable Government meeting in January, um, so we can get more people. Uh, I believe they're still having it every every Tuesday night at Central Market uh, on North Lamar uh, at seven p.m is the Austin Bitcoin meetup. I believe there's another one now. Uh, actually, there's two or three around town. Mm. But uh, this one is always a pretty large group, and it's really consistent. It, you know, it happens every every Tuesday. So, Okay. So hopefully I'll get with Definitely. you, and, and we'll put something Check together out. where January 25th, uh, we'll have it at Central Texas Gunworks. We'll have a kind of like a Texas for Accountable Government Bitcoin meetup group. All right. Um, if, I'm, if I'm not in Mexico, you know, I think – what what I like most about Dash is that it it operates like a business. It's not, you know, you don't know who's operating it or you know who's in the middle of a civil war. Uh, it's it's a pretty tight knit community and, and nobody's battling each other. Everybody is very fairly rewarded for. You see, are you, know, you saying in other in other Dash. currencies, cryptocurrencies, there are people that are fighting with each like other, like the hard forks and uh, that kind of thing? You mean? Yeah. Well. In big in Bitcoin, and it, you know the people in Bitcoin are are so hardcore about altcoins, and yet Bitcoin has more altcoins than anybody. Yeah, you got Bitcoin with, Cash, with, Bitcoin Gold, Segwit Two X. Yeah, you got the Bitcoin everything. Hell, I'm I'm going to start Bitcoin Mud pretty soon. See how that goes. <laughs> Bitcoin Dirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, for the little people. <laughs> Hey, so uh, right. so so Danny, uh, when does the crypto show air? Uh, Wednesday and Sunday nights. Um, I don't know if you do. You want to say the network or no? I don't know if I get in trouble, so maybe not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know how that goes. So. Yeah, I can't see my producer. Yeah, right anyway, now, so no, no. it's Wednesday and Sunday nights, and you can just go to the cryptoshow.com, and there's a listen live link, and it will go to some network that we're on okay without saying it uh is the antenna back up um not yet we're working on that okay all right cool all right so yeah that's good but, the crypto uh, show we're doing all right i mean our, our our soundcloud is you know getting 10 10 12 13 000 lately so you know we're, we're not doing bad just on soundcloud alone all right so in, in a nutshell if you're if you're out there and you're trying to get involved in the cryptocurrency you're trying to get involved in bitcoin uh, to try to see, you know, how it works or, you know, to get some, to get started. So the, what everyone's saying is go to one of the Bitcoin meetup groups. There's the Austin Bitcoin meetup group that you can go to. Just Google search it, whatever, and you'll figure out where they're going to have their meetings. Also, we're going to have something with Texas for Convict Government in January. 
we're going to have um, a kind of like a, a Bitcoin Texas for Economic Government meetup group. That's going to be January 25th at Central Texas Gunworks um, at 7 p.m. So 7 p.m. January 25th, we'll have that. And we'll, you know, talk, kind of help people and guide people into, you know, setting up a wallet and, and purchasing their first Bitcoin or piece or, you know, yeah. If you're on if you're on Facebook, there's a there's a group called Cryptocurrency Collectors Club okay. that is uh, pretty well moderated, and you know they keep all the spam off of there, and, and it's it's a pretty good group. You know, it, it's really positive. There's not a lot of negative stuff going on, and and people are very helpful on that on that page, and you know, and it's mostly because the moderators make sure that the spam gets chunked. And then also uh, December twenty eighth. Uh, Texas for Common Government, we're actually going to have um, our holiday party, and it's, we're going to have it at, where are we having that? Casa Chapala? Casa right. Chapala. Am I saying that right? Okay. On it's it's one, Burnett one, Road and 183. 183. Yeah, Burnett Road and 183. It's going to be December 28th from 7 to 9 p.m., and it's gonna, we're having a free, buffet? a free buffet of, what is it? Fajitas. Fajitas. Free fajita buffet. Man, I tell you, you can't beat that. can't be free. No. You can't be free. You can be paid it, for you. Be paid. <laughs> you do have to buy your tequila. We won't get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got to get you. Well, oh well, we're gonna have a. There will be a free drink ticket, so everyone gets a free drink ticket. Yeah, they can have some so, tequila until they all go out. And and definitely the buffet is free until it's all gone. And so definitely come out and join us December twenty eighth at Casa Chapala. And that's going to be Casa Japala, uh, December 28th, for Texas for Common Government. From uh, 7 from to 9. 7 to 9 p.m. Man. Are you doing any of the silent auctions that you usually have? Those are uh, those are usually pretty awesome. Not sh- I'm not sure just yet. I don't know if we we have enough bandwidth to do all that, but uh, we're, we're working on some other things. But uh, it took a lot because just to get this location here, because we we're actually originally supposed to have it somewhere else. But we'll talk about that on the other side of the break there. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. 1370. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. You know Michael can sling, huh? Yeah, he's, when you're sleeping... He's, he knows when you're awake. <laughs> he knows when you've been bad or good. So you better be good for goodness sake. Oh. So is this our entertainment for the tag Christmas party? <laughs> oh, what'd you say over there? It's going to be our entertainment for the holiday party. You're going to sing? I'm going to sing karaoke for the holiday party. That's right. At least we're not taking off our shirts today. <laughs> we we could do that, you know. We did that last weekend. I was trying to we were trying to get Janai and take her shirt off, and she backed down on us. <laughs> we had to catch up to her uh, next year on the first of the year. There, I'm, I'm guessing you're eager to be Santa Claus since the suit is red. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. He comes off more as an elf on the shelf. Hey, watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what Are you going to be in Mexico for, for Christmas as well? Uh, yes, I'm going to be in Acapulco. I'm going to be in Acapulco for wow. Christmas through New Year's, and uh, we're Christmas Day. We're going to go to an orphanage, and uh, I tell you before some before the gun store. Before we opened up the gun store, we used to you know have a tradition of going to Mexico and Cancun uh, for Christmas and New Year's. And I tell you, we definitely broke that tradition. We don't do it anymore. We used to do it every year. Head down to Mexico for Christmas or New Year's, either one of those, and just spend time. You know, we had this uh, favorite hotel that we always stayed in on the beach there, and it was just beautiful. And I really missed that. Now that you know, I work so much, I don't get a chance to take that time, that time off. So not to sneak away. Yeah, sneak away. And the morning. fireworks, geez, the fireworks down there are awesome. Oh yeah, it's great. Everything else is good too. Fireworks, yeah. alcohol, <laughs> everything's great. <laughs> All right, so in South Carolina, capital uh, could be the first U.S. city to ban gun bump stocks. So apparently in South Carolina, they're looking at banning bump stocks. We'll see how that works out for them. A man points a gun at a good Samaritan helping train crash workers, prosecutor says. So a man decided he's going to point a gun at good Samaritans who are helping train crash workers. What was going through his head? That's up in Washington State. And a man was arrested after five year after a five-year-old son his five-year-old son fatally shoots himself with a gun left in the glove box. You know that story is on Huffington Post, right? You can tell. So yeah, sorry. and a paper boy got gunned down on his route this week in Chicago. Are you also serious? a vet that shot his neighbor's dog for parking too much. A vet. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Shot his neighbor's dog. Yes. Veterinarian shot his neighbor's dog. I just need, I need to just say that one more time so I can process that in my head. A, a veterinarian shot his neighbor's dog for doing what? For barking too much. Wow, and I know he's oh. no longer a vet. That's probably a that's probably a misprint. It, it probably says vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably a veteran. Vegetarian. <laughs> hey, dog meat doesn't count. It's got to be a veteran. <laughs> Let's see. It's got to be. Could it's, be. Yeah, it's got to be veteran. I don't think that's going to be a veterinarian. It's got to be a veteran. Why else would it be a story? If it's just a veteran? No, it's a veterinarian. New Orleans veterinarian. Is it really? Jeez. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. It was a bulldog. And even the NRA wants to, uh, this gun law. <laughs> all right, well, we'll, all right, enough of all that stuff. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to get into news. I'm enjoying the holiday season. I'm enjoying Christmas. I want to sing a carol. You know, a Bitcoin, uh, any Bitcoin songs, Danny? Christmas songs? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a great one uh, that Zhao Tong did uh, that actually talks about the crypto show. So I really? really it's, a, it. it's a Bitcoin <laughs> Christmas song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the guy that throws a shout out to us in it, it's uh, Zhao Tong. Uh, wow. He does he does some Bitcoin Christmas stuff. It's, uh, he's, oh. a, he's a parody singer. Well, I had no idea. Yeah, pretty cool. Huh, okay. I'll have to check that one out then. Oh, right, man, so there's a whole... There's a whole genre of Bitcoin music out there. A lot of rappers rapping about it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't believe you. They got no, leans in their no, chain. Definitely. Bitcoin. Yeah, I, there's some rappers I, out there. I got to Google this because I don't believe you. Bitcoin rap song. They rap about all kinds of... Uh, so when will there be a rapper named Two Coins? Two Bitcoins? Yeah, Two Bitcoins. 
<laughs> no, the only, only thing I saw was uh, uh, what was it? The rapper, um, God, what's his name? Apparently, he was a uh, he gets on yeah, t- Tinder and and some other things like Tinder and and God, what's his name? We we're reading it this morning. Where he, he gets dates on Tinder. Eminem. 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 Uh, apparently, not just Tinder. Grinder as well. Grinder. <laughs> so yeah, Eminem actually uh, he gets date. He looks for dates on Tinder, and he says Grinder. I think he just did that just to trigger people. Yeah, he's he's just trying to trigger the liberals a little bit. Hey, I'd believe it either way. Nah, he's he's yeah. doing that just to just to get people get under people's skin. Grind. Yeah, I even did <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> he wants to sound more like a lefty. Right. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's just trying to trigger them a little bit, and it doesn't take much. Yeah, and there was some fake news story about some guy who supposedly Hashtag fake news. made a million dollars selling Chuck E. Cheese tokens as bitcoins on the street. <laughs> and I know that had to be fake. Yeah, it was fake. Okay, yeah. But uh, did a guy make but it made his rounds. Cheese it, it, I had a bunch of people posting that on my on my Facebook page there, too, and they were trying to get me to repost it. Oh, man, share this story. I'm like, no, that doesn't even make sense. Then he showed the picture of the dude. I was like, I wouldn't buy a... T-shirt from this idiot, <laughs> let alone you know, big uh, Chuck E. Cheese coins telling me it was Bitcoin. Are you out your mind? Yeah. What, what were you saying there, Danny? Yeah, it, that, that's uh, funny. Like two days before that, there was some meme comparing Bitcoin to Chuck E. Cheese going around. So that's probably where that came from. Yeah, you, you really have to be careful with all the fake news stories. Let, let me tell you, because they 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 go around, they make their rounds, and and before you know it, you know it's almost like it's real. You really have to. Yeah. Yeah. The Austin American Statesman called me uh, two days ago asking me uh, what were my favorite news outlets. And I told him, well, anybody but you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, why? Why do you dislike us so much? Because you're like the 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 hand of the Democratic Party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Okay. I, I, mean, I tell you, uh, thank you, Danny. I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking no to problem. us about cryptocurrency. Uh, this is our, our Christmas Day show. Our, uh, wishing everyone a, a Merry Christmas. Anyone out there you want to wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to? Uh, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and, and everybody. And we wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you know, hopefully in the new well, – what's your New Year's resolution, Danny? Anything you want to do different for uh, 2018? Uh, make it to the next year. <laughs> make it to the next year. <laughs> All yeah. right, sounds good. I hear you on that one. Let me tell you, what's what's your New Year's resolution? You have one? Hmm, got a few of them. Do you? Yeah. Uh oh. Are you allowed to say on air? Yeah, just you know. He has more than one, so that way if he fails one, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, he succeeded another. He's got to make oh, the uh, best out of his life. My what? New Year's my New Year's resolution would be to go to Central Texas Gunworks and buy a ghost gunner. Mm. With some Bitcoin. Ooh, there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> what, <laughs> and, and what's yours? Mo money. Mo money. <laughs> Plain and simple. Okay. Well, we, got, we have to get you some Bitcoin, and then you hold on to it, and and that's what's in your future. So you hold on to it for a year. You'd be surprised how much money you made in that year. <laughs> yeah. Truth. That, very true. Very true. All right. Well, Danny, I'll tell you what. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate you breaking down the, uh, the Bitcoin with us and, and, and explaining this 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 mess uh, with um, Coinbase, what's going on with them. So we'll see how this so-called investigation goes. Is this a real investigation or is this 
might turn into that, but right now uh, I think it's, it's just it's probably it's probably fake news. Hashtag fake news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping that it was something serious because I, that's just crazy. I, it I might eventually become something serious once it's there's all. A, there's a lot of different choices out there, you know. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess buy your Bitcoin in person from people and trade. I, I use Poloniex. It seems to be the most trustworthy so far. I've not I've not had any problems uh, a in a, a few years of using it. I've never had a single problem. Okay. Well, once again, Danny, thank you for coming on, and you have a wonderful Christmas. Enjoy yourself down in Mexico. Hope you stay warm. Enjoy the beach, and come on back and see us. And we'll see you in January. Thanks, Danny. All right. Thank you. All righty, sir. All right, that was Danny with the Crypto Show, and their show actually starts in the, like an hour or so. I think at eight, or you know, start it starts in a little bit, so you'll be able to listen to the Crypto Show online or whatever, and check well, them SoundCloud out. Right yeah, now. SoundCloud. Uh, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, it's been a great week. It's been a great holiday season. You're forgetting some holidays in there. I, I know, but I'm <laughs> going to go home. I'm going to kick back and relax, enjoy myself, and watch. I think I'm going to watch Shameless. And, and, and I'm going to watch like five seasons of Shameless in a row. Just sit back and, and kick back under the fireplace. I'll watch Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh, no, Rick that, and Morty. That's so stupid. How can you get into that? I can get into those hilarious. cartoons. hilarious. Oh, I can't do it. But I, once, what are you going to do? I think I might have finally found Kingsman 1. Really? We're gonna oh man, we gotta watch Kings Room One. That's that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I'm actually hooked on that one too. Well, once again, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Uh be safe out there and come on back and see us. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. Your change.